This is The Christian Working Woman, and I'm Lisa Bishop. Have you ever felt in a slump, like you're just in a rut in life, even in a spiritual rut? Maybe you feel run down, depressed, or discouraged. You may even be in a long season of despair, perhaps feeling hopeless, or maybe you know someone close to you who does. No matter where you are in your faith, following Jesus for five days or 15 years, you will go through seasons and a series of highs, lows, and everything in between. And for some reason, we don't talk about it. It's almost as if it's taboo to talk about being a follower of Jesus and also battling with doubt or despair at times. I came to faith 23 years ago. A coworker from my first job out of college and I, we became friends and she shared her life with me and she expressed genuine interest in mine. Through that relationship, I was introduced to Jesus. In over two decades of following Jesus, I have had highs and lows and everything in between. And I work at a church. I think sometimes we look at pastors and church staff as if they're immune to doubt, wavering faith, and feeling downright spiritually depleted. We can believe the lie that if you're really holy and you're really a follower of Jesus, if your faith were real, you wouldn't feel spiritually dry or despondent. And I just want to say it's not true. The other day I was experiencing a mild state of feeling depressed. I felt down and blue. The concerns and unknowns of life just started weighing on me. And I'm someone who likes control. I like certainty. But on this particular day, I was feeling out of control and I was feeling pretty uncertain. I found myself in a slump. Sometimes in an effort to find relief from feeling out of sorts, it can be really easy to binge on reruns of my favorite show, to scroll through Facebook and Instagram, or reach for food for comfort. But on this particular day, instead of checking out, I tuned in. I put in my earbuds and I started to worship. And when I worshiped, everything shifted. Did you know that you are wired for worship? God in his glory designed us so that worship literally impacts our brains and our minds and ultimately our lives. Studies have shown that when we worship, God created us so that dopamine, oxytocin, and serotonin are released and they induce happiness and joy and boost our immune system. God designed us so that when we worship him, we experience decreases in depression, anxiety, and chronic pain. We experience more joy. I think we often wait to worship until we feel like it, but we're actually wired to worship. Now, this isn't positive thinking or a pep talk. It's really a posture. God is worthy of our worship, and when we worship and praise him for his magnificence, our lives transform even if our circumstances don't change. Worship changes us. You are wired for worship. As my friend Becky, author of the 30-Day Praise Challenge says, praise is your intentional offering of worship, strengthening your faith and unlocking the key to joy no matter what your life circumstance. So today I want to talk about having a posture of praise and preaching the truth to yourself. And Psalm 103 is going to be our praise guide. Psalm 103 is a psalm of David, the second king of Israel, God's chosen king, and also known as a man after God's own heart. Some have attributed the psalm to being written in David's later years because he knew the grace and deliverance of God many times throughout his life. If you've never read through the psalms, I highly recommend it. 
For the past two years, I've been reading and dwelling on a psalm a day. And one thing that stands out in psalms is that the psalmist bless God no matter their circumstance. A psalm may begin with crying out to God in anger or frustration or fear or feelings of being forsaken by God. But the psalmist remembers and declares truth that God, no matter what your circumstances try to tell you, God is worthy of your praise. He never forsakes you and he is always faithful. Psalm 103 demonstrates David's pure worship from beginning to end. So let's take a look at David's posture of praise as he preaches the truth to himself and let this psalm be our guide. Verse 1 of Psalm 103, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So David opens by instructing and disciplining his heart to praise. In Hebrew, the word bless means to kneel, to praise. It gives us a visual of David's posture of praise. So this isn't David just giving God like a holy high five, and he's not giving God a half-hearted blessing. He's not squeaking out a praise like I can find myself doing at times. He's praising God in a way that says, with my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. David is practicing some really intentional self-talk. Even in the midst of hardship, David speaks directly to his heart, and he's determined to discipline and train his heart to praise. When you find yourself in challenging or uncertain circumstances, what is your self-talk? As David blesses God, I can only imagine him recalling all the ways he cried out to God throughout the years and all the ways that he experienced the nearness of God in times of need, in the midst of his own failings and shortcomings, in suffering and difficulties, trials and troubles. David's blessing God was not based on his circumstances. It came from a deep and personal knowing of God. In verse 2, David tees up a long list of reasons to praise God, and he starts by saying, and forget not his benefits. He's saying, don't forget, don't ignore his benefits. Remember every single blessing. Remember that the benefits of God are based on the character of God. As David says, may I never forget the good things he does for me. It's a reminder for us of how short-term our memories can be when it comes to remembering God's blessing and provision. I don't know about you but I can have a tendency to be forgetful. I can be forgetful when things aren't going the way I want or when I'm in the middle of a hard situation. I can become short-sighted and focused on what's missing rather than on the blessings before me. We can tend to forget. Our memories can have a tendency to hold on to grievances and what we don't have rather than our blessings and we withhold praise from God. But praise puts things in the proper perspective. In Psalm 103, David reminds us to preach the truth of the gospel to ourselves, and he lists the reasons to bless God. He says, bless the Lord who forgives all your iniquity. If we know David's story, he wasn't perfect. In his lifetime, he committed murder and adultery amongst many other sins against God and others. Here he instructs his soul to bless God for the forgiveness of his iniquity, for the forgiveness of his sin. When we see our great need for forgiveness, we're more inclined to pour out praise to God. Romans 5.8 says, God shows his love for us and that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Forgiveness is immediate through Jesus. This alone should cause our hearts to break out in gratitude and praise. But often, I don't fully live from a place of being forgiven. If you're like me, I can feel like God is just waiting for me to screw up so that he has a reason not to love me. It's like I'm just waiting for him to say, 
Ah, yeah, you finally pushed me over the edge with that sin. I'm done with you. If you ever feel like you can out-sin God's love for you, that, my friend, is false theology. God loves you because he chose to and keeps on choosing to no matter what, period. Unlike human love, which is often fickle and temporary, God's love never fails, no matter what. This is why we keep fighting for the gospel to take deeper root in our hearts. We grow in our knowledge of the character of God and seeing God for who he really is. We put ourselves in a posture of praise and preach the truth to ourselves so that we experience the fullness of the life-giving, life-transforming benefits of God. You know, it really feels like a fight sometimes, doesn't it? We do have an enemy who is a father of lies, so we need to rehearse truth. We need to praise God and preach the truth, preach the gospel to ourselves daily. As a line in one of my favorite songs says, My weapon is a melody. My weapon against fear, doubt, and a faulty view of God is praise. God is not waiting for you to screw up so he can have a reason not to love you. He forgives all your iniquity. He forgives you when you mess up. Then the psalm goes on to list more benefits of God. David reminds us, praise God who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. This word crowns means surrounds. God's love and mercy cover you. They surround you. He satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. David reminds us that God satisfies your life with good things. Ask him to help you to see and experience satisfaction in him. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. God is a God of righteousness and justice, and we can count on him to bring justice and right every wrong. It may feel as though evil is winning, but Jesus will be victorious over oppression and darkness. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. God is always present. He doesn't hide himself. He's working on our behalf and revealing his power and guidance in our lives. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He's not like us. He's not easily angered. Instead, he shows us mercy, love, and grace. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. God does not keep score. He forgives and forgets. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Do you see God as an angry judge or for who he really is to his children, a compassionate father who shows tender affection? As David preaches the truth to himself on this psalm, his mind, his heart, his soul are disciplined to remember the character of God and be ushered into praise. He intentionally positions himself to recite and remember who God is and all that he has done. And this psalm is for you and for me to remember to do the same. How often do you remember the benefits of God and position yourself with a posture of praise? How will you instruct your soul to bless the Lord and forget not his blessings, especially in the midst of difficulties, disappointments, and trials? How would your life, your relationship with God and others be different if you lived from a position of loved, forgiven, redeemed, chosen, and took a posture of worship and praise, bowing down in wonder before God? Blessing God comes from believing God and knowing who he is. Perhaps there's some things you need to unlearn about God. As Psalm 103 reminds us, God does not easily anger and he doesn't hold grudges against us when we sin. He is holy and he does forgive, heal, redeem, 
surround you and cover you with unceasing love and mercy, and satisfy you with good things. He renews your strength and invigorates your life with His life. He rights all wrongs and brings justice when you and others are oppressed. He makes His ways known to you through His Holy Spirit. He acts on your behalf. He shows you unending mercy and grace. He is your Father who shows you compassion. Which God do you know? We need to train our souls to remember, to have a posture of praise and preach the truth to ourselves. Well, as we wrap up our time together, I want to invite you to take on a praise challenge. For the next five days, spend 10 minutes a day in pure worship and praise. You can turn on your favorite worship songs, write a list of all the ways God has blessed you and been good to you, take a walk and take in the beauty of God's creation, however you choose. Ask God to help you see His glory in all of the ways He's revealing His love and His care for you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you see His work in your life and to help you have a posture of praise. If you're in the midst of a trial, thank Him that He is with you in the trial. Bless Him for His strength, wisdom, refuge, and grace. If you desire a fresh awakening to the Holy Spirit's voice and power, put yourself regularly in a posture of worship. Blessing God is a choice, not always motivated by feeling, but a response to a holy God because He is worthy of all of our worship and praise. Put yourself in a posture of praise, worship, and see what happens. Thanks, Lisa, for that great encouragement to put ourselves in a posture of praise and preach truth to ourselves. If you need reminding of this message, you can find it on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. We also have many resources available to build your faith. Our address again is christianworkingwoman.org. And one super exciting new initiative we have is called Equipped Influencers. If you're a young woman newly embarking on your career, we wanna come alongside you and equip you to integrate your faith and work. Go to our website to learn more. Again, that's christianworkingwoman.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Julie Busteed, and hope that you'll join us again next week for The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman.